Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Doozy Days podcast. My name is Miranda Doozy, the host of the podcast. And today I have a very awesome co-worker of mine, Lester D. Guzman here. He's the e-commerce manager for where we work. And uh, he and I work together on tons of projects and he helps make our, my job a lot easier because he's like so quick to take action. He's just like the coolest guy ever. And I'm excited for you guys to hear what he has to say. Um, and he's gonna just do a quick intro on who the very wonderful Lester is. Thank you, everyone. I'm happy to be here, Miranda. If you, if I make your job easier, you make my job easier too. So in a way, like um, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Lester, and um, I'm like Miranda said, I'm an e-commerce manager at uh, a company that we work for, Buy to Save, um, which is a supplement and a wellness store. Um, you can come to us online. Um, but aside from work. I basically, uh, I'm originally from the Philippines, but I moved to Canada back in 2014 with my family. And um, now I consider Vancouver as my home. Although we didn't, uh, me and Miranda hasn't met in person because she's all the way in the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. But I feel like um, working with her is such an honor or it's such a privilege to work with her because she's also very interactive. And I like people working with the same type of mindset um, because I came from an Asian background I graduated in the Philippines with an entrepreneurship uh, degree, and then I went to China to start to take my master's. Um, and then after that, then I decided to go to Vancouver, um, work multiple jobs, literally like sales, volunteering. But then I decided to go to BCIT to take my um, my marketing communications diploma, and that's when I started to. Um, and then, then when I graduate during the pandemic, I got hired in Vita Save, which is I'm very fortunate because um, during a pandemic, it was very tough to find a job. You're competing against graduates and at the same time competing against um, people that are, you know, like like be, got laid off. So in a way, I'm still fortunate that they still have me after eight, nine months already. And it's been such a wild coaster ride. But aside from work, I am a amateur ballroom dancer, both from Latin and standard. Before the pandemic, I trained roughly around 20 hours a week. Um, yeah, and then eventually um, that got hold during the pandemic, no competitions. But at the same time, I still continue training if I can with my dance partners. And then uh, on the sides, I also like have a puppy, which is a Boston Terrier called Nezuko. She is my love of my life and literally like uh, my world revolves around her. But yeah, at the same time, me and my partner basically um, take care of her. And yeah, um, now it's a good day actually in Vancouver to be out. That's really awesome. <laughs> I love that whole intro. Like, wow, I really want to meet your dog. I've only seen videos and photos. I really want well, to That's the crazy part is that Lester and I have never met in person, but we work together every day. Uh, pretty much and then like I think what I do and what she does is like very inter interactive because as the warehouse manager I need her support but at the same time um, I support her in any way I can for her work too so in a way we just try to improve um, like stuff and working with Miranda in a way working with you actually Miranda it's really cool because like I can see how you're very proactive with stuff and I enjoy that because like for me too, I always think of something else other than like what I'm currently doing and how it affects others. So I could see a lot on myself and you and at the same time, like, you know, you'll go far. Oh, well, that's very awesome. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> those kind of words. Like, yeah, working Lester, he's the kind of like leader who takes his whole team together and like, he's like, I need this person, this person, this person. And then he just brings them together. He's like, tells us something like that we've been struggling with for months. And he's just like, let's just come to conclusion. Like right now, like what's the one thing we're going to do. And he's just like the friendliest person to work with as well. So it's a pleasure like every time and like just solution focused, you know? Well, that's the thing with teams too. Like I think in a way, no one has the single answer to all the problems. So in a way there's always multiple solutions. And I think, 
um, people provides value by, you know, giving their inputs. Let's say if somebody from purchasing or um, from from accounting or even e-commerce or like a warehouse manager, in a way you need those people to be first, like provide their insight. Second, the, set, the solution that you want to propose is everybody's on board because sometimes people will overlook like, hey, if this is the solution I make, some other departments might, you know, be affected either bad or good. So they might have, they have to um, give their input of like, oh, this is good, this is bad or this will help, this will not help. And after that, if they're on board, then you could implement the solution and they're part of that process. And if you just decided by yourself as a one-man team, then everybody else will just have to follow you and they're not really um, bought into the idea of like changing it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's weird because I was just reading that exact concept in my book. Like, especially for people, like when you're a leader, it's not just about like being a title or like mm. being like above anybody it's more like a team leader so it's like you're working as the team together to get their input and like if there's something wrong you don't you know just go with it anyway you just admit right. okay we need more time clearly like we no point so we just like tell the bosses like let them know like it's delayed you know and rather work together as a team and come up with better ideas because we can and like just motivating them to like keep pushing rather than being like ridiculed that's right. And like, I think also leadership is also, I always believe in servant leadership. Um, if you're a leader, you actually serve your followers. You're not the one that being served. And in a way, that's how you're supposed to serve as a leader. It's because you provide them guidance and give them instructions, but at the same time, you want to direct them in a way that, you know, will help the team or even the company. Um, it's challenging because like some people are very good on their own. Um, but at the same time, like, it's always, even for me, like, uh, before I was also like very like tight and I have to do it all by myself, but then coming to this role, um, because I started off as e-commerce uh, coordinator, um, and then now they promote me to manager. Um, I have to take off multiple, get multiple hats, right? Like, and at the same time, like, it's not easy for me to just do it all by myself. And now I have a team, um, with Miranda's help too, uh, they basically like, uh, there, there are more tools. There are more parts that moves around this uh, ecosystem. So, in a way, that that's how I I see it. I was like that too. I was very much like, I already know how to do everything, so I'm going to do it because like it's my vision. But one mm -hmm. thing that you taught me was to have a vision but share it and mm -hmm. share it with others because like you can't be so good at everything. And even if you are, you need like 100% of energy in like 10 different areas, it doesn't work for one person. So you get like the 10 different areas filled by 10 awesome people and then they each get their strength and then boom, your team just kind of starts working together and like, it's crazy and you just facilitate it. And you know, you just have like the visionary kind of like Simon Sinek kind of teaches that. Like you start with your why, like you have your visionary and then like, right. Split. Uh, funny how you opened up um, the Simon Sinek as an author. I think we share the same uh, authors. Um, have you read the book? Um, uh, is his his book called um, the the Infinite Game? No, I have not. I, I I highly recommend it. That was a book that was given to me by my mentor. It's called the Infinite Game, where you know, like we as a people, um, we always are used to like a finite game. So a finite game is like chess. There's a winner. There's a loser. So basically, like you start a game, even for basketball or like hockey, there is much more than just winning or losing. And sometimes like whenever we try to like communicate with other people, let's say in our team, we try to um, win the battle by saying like, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. But in a way you lose because you don't earn the respect from other people. You don't earn their trust. So in a way, in the finite, in the infinite game, you think about, okay, what should we need moving forward in a much longer term rather than the shorter term because like if i win now saying i'm correct then it's not really working it out you know like it doesn't it doesn't make makes it doesn't make it uh like, like sustainable at the same time you'll end up doing all the work <laughs> yeah. that's very true and uh yeah i really like those points i'm gonna i wrote down that book the infinite game yeah that's, yeah that's very good that's another good um, start with why is the one that i read I actually read that the second and 
yeah, that was because like for some reason somebody in here in my house gave us like a book. Like I don't know, I didn't subscribe to any um, retirement home, but this this it came in the bookmark with the reason why, and they say like, oh, I'll start with the why, and then it says like, oh, please enjoy this reading from a retirement home. I think two months ago, I got the copy. My brother had the copy. I don't know where it came from, but it was just a random gift that we got in the mail. <laughs> so now I'm reading it. That's so random. I know it's so random. It's uh, uh I don't know. Maybe people are just generous, or maybe yeah. they think our parents are retiring soon. <laughs> um. So Lester, I also have you on LinkedIn, and I see yeah. posting things all the time. Like you're doing these, like I mean, they might be old. I'm not sure, but like some certain accomplishments that pop up where you do like leadership groups. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So back when uh, in school, I always very been active. Um, back in the Philippines, I was the president of Young Entrepreneur Society. And then when I was in China, I was also a uh, uh, member finance um, sec like finance or treasurer for a cross-cultural club um, where we host like different events for students, for, both for Chinese and um, international students. And then when I was at BCIT, I was part of two groups. First is the um, uh, BCIT Marketing Association, where it was a VP of finance. Uh, and then second one was, this is outside of BCIT, but BCIT gave me the road to it. It's called the um, Leaders of Tomorrow by the Vancouver Board of Trade. Right. Uh, so that one, yeah, that one was the, um, that was like a such, it was such a cool experience because there is, uh, there all post-graduating students graduating that year um, can join like this uh, leadership, Leaders of Tomorrow program where you're paired up with a mentor in the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade, uh, one of the directors or other members. And they basically like teach you um, what your industry is like. And basically you're paired up with, if you're interested in like um, finance, they'll pair up with you. If you're interested with human resource, they'll pair up with you. Uh, we're paired up with a um, human resource professional. And for me, I was lucky enough to be paired up with uh, uh, the VP of Marketing Communications for BCIT as well. So that's where I found the book that I, 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 I told you. It's because she recommended me that book and she gave me great advice. Even landing this job at Vitasave, she basically um, gave me the advice because I was upset and like frustrated because I was sending out emails and like applications everywhere when I was, uh, when I graduated. And then she told, and I told her like, this is, it seems like it's not going anywhere. And it was more challenging and I'm not getting interviews or not even getting a call. It's always rejection after rejection after rejection. So first he, she encouraged me and then gave me an advice to um, message an HR manager of that company. So literally like, that's what I did. So when I was applying for Vitasave, I looked on LinkedIn and be like, uh, who's the HR manager for the company? And I literally like message our HR manager be like, hi, I'm interested in this role. I know I applied on Indeed, um, but I, here's my resume again. I just want to you know, make sure that you got it. So in a way, that paved the way to for an interview. And after that, I got offered as an e-commerce coordinator. And uh, that's the history of it. But like I said, the Leaders of Tomorrow program was really a eye-opening experience because first I was connected with a mentor I was exposed to a lot of volunteer opportunities uh, via via recruiting, or I'm still part of the Board of Trade actually at the moment. Um, now it's a different program called Company of Young Professionals, where I am the Vice Chair of Communications. So aside from dancing, from work, I also volunteer as a, a Vice Chair as Com. So I create posts um, through social media, announcements, and stuff like that. Um, for the Board of Trade on that program, specific program. And I enjoy it a lot. I think meeting people, working with other people uh, is my passion in life. And it has been, I think, like I said, servant leadership is something that I always strive for. And that gave me some, you know, awards. Like, uh, not sure if you've seen it, but it's the leadership, uh, Excellence in Leadership Award and some awards on BCIT. 
those are like I think those are consolation. But in a way, I set goals. I don't know if you set goals, Miranda. Yeah. But generally, like when I joined that program, I at the start of it, I was like, I want to have that award. Although it was unexpected, at the same time, it was something that I strive for. So I think everything that I've done throughout the program and throughout school led to there, to that award. Wow, that's like so beautiful and like wholesome to hear that you got it at the end. Yeah, it was it was it was um, it was unexpected because in a way uh, there was uh, it was it was it wasn't it was I was led to not getting it or not even getting an award at that time because at the same time it was not as easy um, because there were so many strong candidates. There were a lot of like students from UBC, SFU, um, even Langara College. Um, KPU, I think there are, I think 150 students all over um, greater, um, lower mainland, but um, they chose me, so I, w- I was grateful. Wow, that was like really awesome. So congratulations! I saw that and I was like so curious. I was like, what does Lester do? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, like like it's it's it's. Uh, I think it's also that my my ability to like like do a lot of multiple projects at the same time allows me to like prioritize, okay, which one should I do now? And uh, I, I actually interviewed somebody uh, from Galvanize, who's the CEO of, of Galvanize. They're just, uh, just a side note, their company was bought uh, for a billion dollars in the States. Yeah, wow. $1 billion. Okay. So I, I interviewed that lady and she told me that, um, Whenever you when she whenever she comes to work, um, as a CEO, there's so many things that she wants to do. There's so many things that needs to be done, but she call it a Picasso list. So in a way, what task will give the best value um, in the company, and that's her number one thing that she wants to do. And everything else, you just have to forgive yourself that you can't do it. But then every time you come to work choose one task, one or two tasks that you want to finish or accomplish so that at the end of the day, you feel good about yourself. And I think coming to work, that's also one thing before when I drive here, I was like, huh, what should I do now? What should I be doing for this work? Because there's so many multiple issues that's happening, but what's the best value I could bring? And either product uploads or SKUs that are not linked or um, new product listings, uh, training, or just connecting with the group or the, the the coordinating. That's how you choose what battles you want to fight. I love that. Yeah, like I find, um, especially like for people like when you are like there are a lot of co things that you have to manage like on top of your staff, and so like when it comes down to it, I do the same thing where I kind of if I try to do everything at once, I have those days where I try to do everything. And really, you just get a whole lot of like nothing done. It's not like it's nothing, but it's just little steps in everything, and mm-hmm. then like big steps in one or two things, like you said. So like you could get so much done if you had a hundred percent energy on one task, but if you like split up that energy between tasks, then like they're just getting that much less energy and like less done. So yeah, you need to pick and choose, and I like that. I like that idea a lot. Just on the way to work, just like okay top things I gotta do today. Yeah, it, it, it's get, it gets overwhelming. Um, and at the same time, like because for e-commerce, things go wrong all the time. Like there's always something that's always an issue. Um, but at the same time, like you just pick your battles. And at the same time, you also think, okay, let's say for example, you're in a task and you got stuck doing it. Sometimes I, I leave it for another hour and not continue on because like I can't find anything, any solution that provides it. Either you go to your coworker, ask for their guidance, or maybe you know just research a little bit more. But sometimes when things get very frustrating and be like, oh, I can't, I have, I can't find a solution for this. Just take a break, and then maybe move on to something else, and then come back to it. Maybe once you have more clarity and like, oh, then maybe you can get somebody else's input. And like like we like our point earlier, um, you don't have all the answers. You just have to you know check with other people. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, definitely walking away from it <laughs> helps so much. It's like your brain keeps thinking about it, but you don't have to consciously. Yeah. Think. <laughs> it yeah. just happens in the background, and then you come back and you're like, oh, I get it now. I know who who I know who will have the answer. And then you go. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so it's 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 a it's a busy time, right, Miranda? It's a very busy time, but we enjoy the hype. We like the hype. It was great. I I find like when there's two ways you can like respond to chaos. Either you you like do a really good job or you don't. It's either like one or the other, right? Right. So like had situations where chaos strikes and we weren't prepared, but because of that, we learned, okay, how can we prepare for the next time chaos comes? You can only be 80% prepared, you know, 20% still chaos, but you can be 80% rather than like the opposite, 20% not prepared and like just trying your best. Um, and like, I think that's what makes a good team and a growing team and a team that's able to, and a company that's able to keep growing is that you don't crumble from chaos. Yeah let it destroy you like you learn and you grow and you do better um because you're prepared for it and i think that that's what the company does so well and like what teams need to focus on especially like if you're you know preparing for the next time something crazy happens um it's on what you didn't didn't do before and like get input from everyone that's what they did they asked like, i think everybody was asked how can we avoid that from happening again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how that's how we roll here, right? <laughs> it's so awesome. But I think it's really cool that you do so many things inside of work and a lot of the volunteering and uh it sucks that you know you can't do them in person right now or as much. I'm not sure if you're able to do some sort of meetings like in conferences because I don't know what it's like in British Columbia restriction wise because like we're still in lockdown like what you know while we're recording this like it's so well, they're 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 saying they're saying that we might have another lockdown in BC, or at least they're trying to restrict people from moving out. Um, what's today, April twentieth? Yeah, there there are some some reports that you know the government is trying to control it, but at the same time, like um, more volunteers are more needed than ever because uh, even though you can't meet in person, there's some gaps between like nonprofits that you know they could actually need help like. I don't know, like for me, like the board of trade, like they needed somebody who can like manage their communication part. Um, and that was my major too, although I don't do it now, I'd say maybe a little bit more, um, a, a little bit, a, there's a touch of it, but in a way, like my passion still goes to communication and through social media. Um, I share those um, tasks and I try to make sure that, you know, um, I still continue my volunteer and they appreciated it because like it's challenging at the same time, there's always ways, like if there's a will, there's a way. Um, if you, and that's how you network too. And I find it very, very rewarding to network with other people. And, you know, you just get appreciated of like your efforts and this random person would just message you be like, hey, I saw your ad or I see your post. Thank you for great work. And then that's like, aside from like validation from, and I, you don't get paid, right? On this, those volunteer work. But at the same time, it's more like the learning experience as well. Like I said, it's a long-term game. You know, it's a long-term, the infinite game. Um, so what do I want to get out of it? It's more like the experience and the knowledge that I could, oh, I, I was able to do that and meet wow. these people. That's awesome. That's mm. really, yeah, and I was looking into probably doing some volunteering because I feel like it's so important to give back and get out there. And it's been a while because I just, haven't I honestly haven't looked and I it feels like wrong I feel like at this point just like get out there well, you. I'm sure like there's something that you're passionate about it doesn't have to be the same route and I think most people would always say like oh this person did this and this I should do the same um it could be different maybe there's you like music you like art there's something that you can always do when it comes to that type of um and before I I, I kid you not before I was very shy meeting people <laughs> too at first sometimes i just be like i'm, I'm observant you know yes. you to assess the situation what can and can't i say what's the vibe like how are we talking and then the next time when i get more comfortable then i'm just open book like <laughs> can't turn me off you know just keep talking <laughs> right if you vibe with someone then you're already but at the beginning you'll be always very shy and you don't know how to interact so that's me too like like I remember going to a networking event even it was in person back then. I was so awkward. I started talking about my subjects and like what I learned. And like, that's not how they want to learn about you. They want to learn what your passion's about. And in a way, like 
you can just talk about even football or like dance like the it doesn't have to be about school or work so in a way like i think that's the misconception with networking um just you know just meeting people human people you know they they want to see the humanity in in people that you meet and i think in a way like that 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 uh, that networking part has to be developed and before like i said i was so like I wasn't born here, so I'm not very good at um, meeting new people. But as as you go along, you practice and you get better. And so now, like whenever I meet someone on Zoom, I'd be like, okay, what should we do? I know now, and that's how you improve. Yeah, the only way to learn is to to go through it, really. Yeah, just dive in. Just, just dive in. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. There's been there's been like these like uh, conferences I volunteered at and I went to it one time and there's like these tables where there's like some departments like and then there's like the owners and the CEO there's all the different tables so it's just like it gets like more intense as the tables go and you get to choose where you sit at the tables and the first time I went or at the first half I was sitting at the the tables that I thought would be easier to approach talking not really about the thing I was actually interested in I was like I want to go sit with the CEO I was like I want to go over there but I but I wouldn't go I would sit at the other tables it was easy I was just like I could talk about the stuff like even though it's not my interest and then um I walked away and then and then I went back and I just walked but it was like during the break actually instead of sitting down at the table which kind of intimidated me um I actually approached them on the break talked to them there first and then I came to the table with them and they and then um they go around the circle and every all these students introduce themselves and I was actually working at Vita State but I was just volunteering and um so all the students introduce themselves and then I introduced myself but I think and they just like stopped and they said everybody look at the, like the way that Miranda just sold herself is the way that you guys need to like like take Learn. that I remember just being like, what? And they just explained it. They're like, the way that you you shook our hands, you looked us in the face, you didn't just say, oh, this is what I want to do. And like, you just said, this is who I am. This is what I like. And this is my plan. And like, just, and that's like what I did. And then one guy, they both, they turned around after they like gave me their cards, but I wasn't really interested. Like, I was just kind of wanted to talk to them and like pick their brain a bit. <laughs> No, that, that, that's the key. The cool thing about networking, it's not just about like, selling yourself. I think a lot of people are going to those networking events, trying to land a job, but it's more like meeting people. Like I remember I met, I was introduced, I, I got introduced to um, a CEO of a digital marketing company. And I started to talk about like, like my, the, the classes I took. And I'm like, he's not interested in that. And then I got more relaxed. And then it's like okay, like like what are my interests, my hobbies, what are my passions? Um, I don't have. It's not an interview itself. It's just more like I want to get to know you, like what, like how we're talking now. Yeah. Like literally, like like your stories. I want to see Miranda. I want to see how how she grew up. Like what's what's her interest? What's her passion? I know you see you love music, um, and those are the things that that you know I could see and I I could I could relate to because like as a dancer. I like music. I love music. I like if I could dance with every music I could. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah, that's really kind of paying attention because it, even then, like that's how you build a strong relationship. Anyway, is is like mm -hmm. finding you can interact because like yeah, it's find like the thing that stands out between the two of you and ride with that, and like that can be what leads to like a the foundation of that relationship. Anyway, so it's smart to just jump right to the chase and figure it out rather than trying to like nervously tell them about like who you are uh, just be more like you know who are you and like learn about them and then you tell them the things about you that you want to share <laughs> yeah 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 and then like they'll remember it too be like oh Miranda that the lady that loves music or Lester that guy that loves dance not because oh Lester who went to BCIT who took this courses you know, they, they won't remember that. They, yeah. Everybody says the same thing. Wow. It's true. It's true. Everyone does the same thing. Put the resume on the table. This is, you know. And then if you just go and you just, like, be, be a real person, um, it really is just, like, have a conversation, um, normal conversation. And that's really smart. I like that. I like that a lot. 
For Lester, what do you think makes like, uh, what do you think the three strongest qualities are for a leader? If you were to pick three things, what would they be? Hmm. Like the like qualities in a leader. In a leader, I think first is um, communication. That's one thing that needs to be very clear, and it has to be like it has to be a strong foundation. It doesn't mean that you're a good English speaker. Um, it, that's not how communication is. It's more like, okay, um, how could I connect with other people and pretty much like tell, um, tell you know, tell them the instructions or train them or just build confidence in the way you communicate. I think that's one main important thing because in a way in your brain, the way you process information is different from others. And if you're able to identify how their brain works or how they want to be communicated, then that makes you a good leader. Because you're able to motivate them. And motivating them allows you to, you know, be an effective leader. And then another thing, second thing is probably, I would say, uh, second thing that you probably would need to do is um, you have to be, you, you know, like, like a, a bit like willingness to serve. I think that's one thing that you, as a leader, um, as a leader, you're not being served, you are serving your followers, like I said a bit earlier. It's important that that leader has that proactiveness of, of, you know, like, oh, what can I do to help your team? What can I do to do to that? Because like in a way that that provides confidence and at the same time in your team and trust. Because if if they if they if the followers or the people that you're leading knows that they could rely on you, then they will trust you. And once they trust you, you could be more um, like collect and, you know. And I think the last thing that you have to do as a leader is just be fun. <laughs> you want people want to have a good environment that they could be comfortable in and be relaxed. I mean, like, of course, work is work and you have to provide priorities and you have to write adjusts and you have to provide um, direction. But at the same time, if you create an environment where people can be comfortable and people will have fun, then they will like to work with you. Because if once once you destroy that fun aspect and work, then it becomes stressful. It becomes, um, you know, disengaged. And they're just there for work, you know, either for money, different motivation. Different people have different motivation. Maybe that's another thing that you could add to fun uh, is ability to find the motivation between your, um, so maybe that's a fourth one, uh, motivation of your team. Ability to motivate them in a way that they want to be motivated is a key important thing. Different people have different motivations. In a way, um, some people are motivated by money. Some people are motivated by prestige. Some people are motivated by you know, ability to serve other people. And if you allow them to get those uh, or get feed off those motivations, then you become a much more effective leader. And for me, like I, I remember at the beginning when I started growing the team, I met up with them, be like, hey, what's your motivation? And I hear, I never, if I never ask that question, I have, we have a, I don't know, we have a coworker, Miranda, that her, his motivation or her motivation was to go to the moon. And then I, I didn't know how to react to that, but at the same time, that's what they're striving for. So as a leader, you have to cater to different motivations. Um, if they're motivated by money, you know, incentivize them. It doesn't have to be monetary. It could be like just some lunch or something, dinner or something like that. You know, that 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 motivates them. Maybe the bonding or even just like, I, I remember one of our coworkers, I talked to them. I, I sat down with each team member um, and it's very personal, right? Like your motivations are personal. Um, so I had to sit with each and every one in privacy to be like, oh, what's your motivation? Why do you like coming here? Why do you come to this job? Why do you come here on time or why are you coming late? You know, like what's your motivation? So in a way, you understand by understanding that you're able to cater them, communicate what they want to hear. So then for them to work better. And I think in a way that is how each leader has to convey, um, you know, what motivations or maybe the motivation has to be delayed. Some people, you know, they're by their careers, whatever. So I think that's another aspect that 
each leader has to know. Absolutely. Well, that's smart because like everyone is an individual, so you can't treat them like all the same way and expect to get the right outcome. And that's like right. the thing that I think is brilliant about a, a good leader is that they're able to bring out the best in everybody and you and you just like take that one step further by like asking one simple question, what is your motivation? And then I've asked the question, but I've never done what you do in like label it as this is their motivator. It, I just kind of used it and I don't really know what I did with the information, but I guess I didn't think to think of it like that, which is awesome. And then using that because I would just be the kind of person like I buy everybody pizza once a month, the whole team like we'll buy pizza. Um, half of the money comes from our guy who picks up the pallets and he's like pays me for them. So, so we get pizza for everybody. <laughs> And it's like, that's my incentive. But and then sometimes it'll just be words. So I'll go and I'll, I'll give each person words of encouragement or like let them know what they're doing right, what they should work on, whatever. So I use words. So we'll kind of like use all the different things and I'll talk about like, this is the vision of Vita Save and this is why we're all here. And so I kind of hit all of them, but I don't do it directly. I don't sit down and say, hey, let's go for lunch. Um, I'll buy you lunch or something, you know, to motivate that one. And I kind of hit groups. <laughs> well, like, 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 um, it, it's pretty good. So, see, that's how a natural leader would, like, you know, try to motivate. Unintuitively, you actually are doing it, but now it's being more purposeful and being more um, aware of, like, okay, each person has a motivation, either professional development, they like training, they like learning. So, yeah, when it comes to, like, you know, you didn't do in purpose, but at the same time, that's a, a, a quality of a good leader. Um, but now you're aware of each individual's motivation and now you have to cater it to their type of motivation because even though you give pizza, if that's not their incentive, um, why would they even like, you know, why would I even come here? But maybe because they like working with you, Miranda. That's why they always come here. Or maybe they want, um, maybe they have a higher goal of working here in Canada. Um, that's why they're staying here because they're applying for their PR. Then of course you want to encourage them with their, you know, like like career advice or even like just um, um, words of encouragement, be like, okay, or we plan something when it comes to your contract. You know, there's a few different ways of different people, um, especially I, I, we're quite fortunate that our team is not that big, that we're able to cater to those needs. Yes. Um, if it's a multi multinational company, it's more difficult from the top to bottom. But at the same time, like, you know, like you could also as a, as a, as a, as a member too, you could also talk to your boss or to your manager, how his motivations are. Like for me, like if, if somebody says, oh, I did a good job, then that's my motivation. I'm like, I love coming here. I love working here. But of course, like if, if you give, to be honest, if you give me food, I'll be like, okay, it's, but it's not my motivation. <laughs> right. Yeah, me like that too yeah so you come in it's like i'm motivated by like reaching the next step or like seeing the team perform and like seeing a vision come to life kind of thing that's the motivation is just seeing something that you like were part of mm -hmm. real and like i think that's my motivation is just like seeing other people kind of unfold and yeah. like and like step into themselves a little more like that's what excites me so like when i see other people like leveling up and like doing good then like that's my motivation in that bring that's the team getting better anyway so that's what i try to bring out in everybody's like what excites them what gets them going like paying attention to how everyone's feeling and like checking in and just you know trying to find mm -hmm. it's like i don't have the words to explain what it is that i do but i try to just dig in and like make sure everybody's you know expand in expansion like they're learning yeah, and um, and in a way, like like some people are are every everybody like I said, it's a very personal like motivations are very personal. Uh, so you just have to understand. You don't have to like cater to it. You just have to understand each and everyone's motivation, um, so that you're able to understand your team, understand the, the dynamics, and then when it comes to like communication, then you'll know like where they're coming from, and you'll know the the drive. You know. What drives them to do excellent? If they're un you're not, if they're failing, then something is not fulfilling them, and that's why you try to cater it. If something they're doing well, then reinforce it. I think 
companies that provide punishments, um, they're also like, they're maybe they're, that's their culture. But at the same time, like, you know, the best, I remember, this is one thing that I uh, learned in business school in China. In Japan, you know that um, when they develop product, they don't actually, uh, what was they say? Costing was their last choice. So when companies make products, what they do is they actually, let's make this product, how much it costs, and then let's put a profit on top of it. But then in Japan, they are thinking, how much can we sell this? Let's say $10. How much can we make it in a much lower price so that we can make a comfortable margin? You see that mentality? It's a little bit different. It's the end result. And then you try to compromise or at least try to work out the small bits and details. But for other 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 cultures or other companies, what they do is let's try to make this product first. Let's say this is $15. Uh, now we have to make it $20. So in a way, like the way you approach things like motivation is you just have to attack what their motivation is and their end result. And then now trim it down to small strategies and actions to help feed that motivation rather than, okay, just give them salary, just give them food, just give them praise. And then ho <laughs> yeah, hopefully that, that hits their motivation. No, no, understand their motivation and then do small, small little things. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. starting at the end working backwards and breaking it down. I, that's kind of like what I do with goals as well as like, I'll set a big goal. Mm -hmm. down into like years or months then weeks and then like days and then i'm like okay what can i do right now to get me closer to that one day mark and that's beautiful day at a time and then little by little it becomes a whole lot and then all of a sudden you reach the big goal and you, you're like oh i was just doing little things yeah yeah exactly that's fine. So, it's a good mentality to have like start with the end in mind and then try to like uh do bits and pieces on how to achieve it because like it's 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 like i said it's an infinite game you'll never you you in the infinite game no one wins it's just basically like you know everybody else is like oh, you just continuously improve oh yeah i love that i love that's like i'm pretty sure that's what kaizen means doesn't doesn't it yes 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 like co consistent improvement or something yeah continuous improvement one of the products we sell <laughs> <laughs> um so lester i i was wondering what brings you the most fulfillment do you think as a leader oh i think um well first like uh, i think the one of the biggest fulfillment that i i look into or like, like what really fills me when every day is more like i'm able to provide value to my team and you know um, honestly, it may sound a cliche, but I don't like being bored or not doing anything. I, to be honest, I want to be involved in almost everything. <laughs> I, I, I can tell that. Like, you're like so quick to answer and take action and like do all the things, and you're so like willing to do it. You're like willing to do hard things, and you're willing to facilitate things, and like, and people are like comfortable to just reach out to you. Like, I called you. I was like, Lester, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, like whenever I think that's also like what fills me. It's like when I'm needed, that's where maybe it's my complex. I don't know what kind of complex is it, but um, I just wanted to be needed. I need if somebody needs me, I will try my very best to provide answers. Um, I I think the only thing that also this this um, this fill me or un unfulfills me, fulfill me is if I'm discarded or not um, not uh, involved. So in a way, like if you put me involved in a project that you think that I could help, I'll be more than happy to like do it. And that's where I want re I want to see results. When I see results and um, and that that result turns out to be a good result, then that makes me happy. If it's not, let's retweak it. We do it again. What did we make mistake on? Um, how do we improve it? Something like that. It's like I said, it's a constant improvement. It's not easy, but at the same time, um, yeah, 
I think it becomes a is also a disadvantage for me because the moment I am not involved, I'd be like this this discouraged. <laughs> yeah, because you just want to give value and you want yeah. to just be a caregiver and like provide and like be where you can be of service. And if you're not feeling like you're bringing value to a certain project, then you just get like unmotivated from it. It's not it's not yeah pulling you in. Yeah, and I and, and that's that's also I think my personality. I don't know if you know like the sibling syndrome, because I'm I'm the eldest of four siblings, and then then the sibling next to me is five years younger, so it takes like a lot of responsibility on my plate to do stuff for them. And in a way, like that has been my personality. I'd be like, okay, I could do this, I could do that. Um, I'll, I'll do this for you as long as you just you know do whatever rules we have at home um so in a way i think i developed that over the years but at the same time um i have i have to learn and i think this is also one of my um how do you call it like downfall is like i have to learn to say no because sometimes i take so much um and that becomes a, a battle between myself in myself because i have to say no like oh i have i cannot do this at the moment or like it's not my level of expertise. I cannot be involved with it. Somebody else can do it better. So I just have to be aware and conscious that, you know, I have not, I don't have all the answers or I don't have all the solution. Wow. Loved everything that you said. Well, I, I think Miranda, you and I were basically like, I, I could see from our conversation, like, the way you attack a problem or even like the way we, we we chat about issues like i see some sort of like similarities between you and i and like i love i love chatting with you to be honest like it's just not even a joke whenever i say like oh like i would just talk to miranda whenever i have issues um when it comes to you know east coast not issues but mostly like something i want to consult with i wish you were here but <laughs> but at the same time like i think uh, you're needed there, you're needed there, you're replaced there because, you know, you bring that kind of like elevated leadership. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I feel like part of me when I started, it wasn't who I am today. Like, you know, it helped, I say it helped shape me into the person I am and the people I work with because I really like got engulfed in the culture. And um, how long have made, you been working for the company? Uh, okay, so it was. August 2018? 2018, so four years ago? Oh, three years ago. Yeah, 2019, August 2019. Before the pandemic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, maybe it was 2018, I think. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, I just became, you know, I didn't, like for me, like I worked my way up. Um, and like I was recommended from the old manager, they said pick Miranda. I was like, so like, and then like Ian reached out and Kelsey like, are you are you going to apply? They're like, we want you to. I was like, okay. So I was like asked to do it. And I was like, okay. They're like, we, like you don't have to, but like, do you want to? I was like, sure. So then I did it, and they're like, you already had it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like thanks guys, but um, I just took like an ownership over the of the building and like the job. I was like it's not work to me, you know, I go in and it's just like part of my life. I enjoy it. And I've just be grown me into the leader I am now. Um, so I think it's kind of cool. Like the way that if you allow yourself to step into your potential, then you will, um, you just have to be like action oriented you know, you got to take action and seek opportunities and like just gain skills along the way. I think having like little skills, and like paying attention to what you learn from the yesterday and bringing into today only the beneficial stuff you learned from yesterday and like just keep growing up and keep becoming a better leader and keep like you know stepping into your potential and i think vice have really taught me that and like um i see that in everyone there and it kind of just makes me want to be there and like work with you guys because i see you all interacting in there and i was like oh, be cool if we could just have this one weekend where everyone just met one day like well that's that's the thing also um 
I, I, I can kind of relate to what you're saying. It's because like at the beginning, this role was just only for Amazon. Um, but then I proposed to Adam, be like, hey, make me e-commerce manager. Um, it wasn't, I actually requested it because like you, I am also action oriented and I knew that I could improve some aspects when it comes to Amazon. And I'm kind of touching it already on Amazon, but there wasn't any structure when we, we started. When I started, at least, so I knew, <laughs> huh? There was not structure. I remember. Yeah. So in a way, like I felt like, say, say it again. It was like me in my warehouse, just like um, we we <laughs> putting each shipments through Amazon. Like I don't know. That was it. Give us the products, we ship them out, and like now it's a, yeah. Sorry, continue. It's just amazing now. Yeah, so I think like for me, like I always like look into opportunities where I could also like improve and contribute. Um, when I contribute um, ways of improving, I feel good about myself. But at the same time, I know it will make my my work easier. <laughs> um, I'm a lazy man, to be honest. I'm so lazy that I just wanted to make it sure that it's easy for me to absorb. If it's something is difficult, that's not is the that's not the right way. Yeah, I heard a quote. It was like, oh, I wonder who said it. It's get a lazy person to do a hard job because they'll find an easy way to do it. Right. <laughs> that's what uh, that's literally me. Like, that's why I like Excel or like I like because like I don't have to compute math. You know, like I just have a formula done. It will just like go through it. Calculators are really great and like formulas. So, Lester, sorry. So Lester, the one big takeaway that you want everyone to have, like the one thing that you want them to kind of focus on after this interview um, and then just say goodbye to the Doozy Days peeps. Uh, well, first thing that I want to tell is like, um, just everybody just be yourself. Like um, I think what we've discussed here is more like having your own, learning your own motivation and understanding your team. Um, understanding your strengths and weaknesses um, and your limitations um, because that will allow you to become better and that will also um, understanding your own um, abilities will give you the right tools and the right in information for you to improve and also at the same time um, sell the value that you're giving um, but yeah um, I really enjoyed this time Miranda thank you so much um, hope everything is okay there over, over in Ontario um, but um, I really really nice chatting with you I hope we can chat again honestly yeah. honestly this was amazing I love what you brought to this it's the first podcast that was more business based and I love it because these are conversations that help um, not only us just like masterminding here um, but also like we can bring it to our teams and people get listening can bring it into their work as well. So I think it's really awesome. And you brought a ton of value and I really appreciate you um, having this conversation with me. It was great. I enjoyed literally every second of it and we have to do it again because we were like, we were like midway, like I swear we could just keep going. I know we can keep going. Next time I'll, I'll stay at home and then maybe we could chat more and I can introduce my dog. Oh my <laughs> greatest moment ever. So that would be okay. Awesome. Bye, Lester. Thank you so much, Miranda. Bye.